Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 5 has been sponsored by the Startup Women Fund, presented by Startup Canada, Scotiabank, and UPS. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Lisa Apia is the founder and CEO of We Apply Career Services, a certified career and resume strategist and parent of one kid. With over a decade of experience in the public sector, she helps organizations with their career and leadership development programming. To date, she's helped over 1,000 professionals articulate their value, was recognized as one of Canada's top 100 black women to watch in 2022, and received the Black Moms Connection Village Award at the Total Mom Pitch in 2023. In this second mini episode, we talk about how she hypes herself up for in-person networking events and the current trends she's seeing from employers who are seeking to promote parents into leadership roles. Let's get into it. I can confirm the fact that Lisa is an excellent listener because I met her at a dinner, a networking dinner. I sat beside her at a startup women dinner and she just listened to me talk about my activism work and my kids. And I didn't even know she was a parent until I connected with her after on LinkedIn and was like, oh my God, Lisa, you're LinkedIn famous. I never knew that you were this out there. Um, so I'm sorry that we didn't get to your your resources and you know the work. I, I heard some of your consulting work that you're doing and was very impressed by it, but we just, it was this surface level conversation at a busy dinner that had multiple guest speakers. So as a self-professed introvert yourself, (laughs) how do you prepare yourself? You know, you're going, you agree to these networking dinners or these events that maybe aren't your natural style or preference for connecting with people, but do you have any rituals or things that you do before to ground yourself and maybe set objectives for the outcome if you have that at all? Yes, I definitely have to hype myself up when it comes to attending (laughs) events because I can easily go into the zone where I just like sit down and talk to no one and no one will even know I was there. (laughs) But I know that there's so much value in being able to connect with people. I mean, we got to meet through that event, right? And I heard the amazing work that you're doing and all your, your travel and all the countries you've lived in. It was amazing to get to know you at that event. But if I had just gone to my default setting, which is to sit in the corner (laughs) and mind my business, I wouldn't have had that opportunity, right? So uh, the thing for me, I do try my best to get in the space, sometimes just listening to loud music before doing some power moves can help to to just get there. Uh, Usually when I'll I'll start off at a networking event, I do, like, for example, that event in particular, as soon as you got in, there was a crowd of people. That's a little too much for me. So I go, I went straight to the washroom, <laughs> got myself together. And I'm like, okay, it's happening. All right, I can do this. And then I came back and I was <laughs> good after that. But sometimes I just have to encourage myself. I just have to hype myself up. And I know that once I'm in that place where I'm just interacting with people, like once we're, we were talking at the table, I'll be fine. But it's just the process of getting there <laughs> that sometimes is yeah. a little bit challenging. So so yeah, that's, that's really what I do. There are some little tricks here and there depending on what the setting is like usually you know around the bar is is where people are talking they're they're standing in line so they're they're just waiting so that's 
a good place sometimes to, I don't personally drink, but I will be around the bar just to, <laughs> to um, have conversation because I know they're not doing anything except for waiting in line, right? And um, so that's something that I do sometimes at, at networking events. If I do know someone there, that's always very helpful because if they're already talking to a group of people, I can easily insert myself into that conversation. But one thing I would say is that LinkedIn ha- and just social media in general has really helped me when it comes to networking events because people recognize me now. A lot of times I'll go to an event and someone will be like, are you Lisa? Are you the girl that posts on LinkedIn? Like, yeah, it's me. I never thought that that's where we would get, but yes, people do recognize me. And that for me just takes off a lot of the pressure because they'll come talking to me and tell me, I saw your post about this and I loved it. And and then we start a conversation. So it just makes things a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, guys, I was sitting beside LinkedIn, Lisa, and (laughs) another guest I interviewed for this podcast, uh, you know, I have so many similar experiences where I had no idea what they did or who they were. And I sometimes find that's more helpful for me because I just treat everybody the same. It's because I'm sleep deprived and in denial and don't have time to research. But, uh, but yeah, like the hyping up that you've mentioned, I'm, I guess, more extroverted, but I still have those moments where this was an after hours event. It was after the school run, after dinner, bedtime. And I was like, oh, should I leave the house? I don't know. I haven't been out in a while, but it was very curated. And I knew that it would be beneficial to go. And sometimes my mantra is uh, showing up is enough. Like I don't actually, I don't have to do anything when I'm there. I'll just let it flow naturally. But just me being in the room, showing up is enough. And in this case, it was, but that helps me usually try to relax at my expectations of how I need to show up or what I need to do. And I don't, I, some of the most beautiful friendships or interactions I've had have been from experiences where I had, I didn't have any expectations or end result in mind. And it's yeah. become an amazing connection and I've someone I've learned from. So I'm going to switch tax a little bit to your expertise. So as I connected with you after this event, I learned that you work with employers, but also with individuals. And when you work with employers, it's related to attracting and retaining top talent. So over the past few years, have you seen any trends emerging as it relates to them promoting traditionally underrepresented individuals into more leadership roles like women and primary caregivers? Mm -hmm. I would say yes and no. (laughs) So there's definitely been more awareness, I will say more awareness, more conversations about the importance of having more women in leadership, having more parents in leadership and people from underrepresented groups. But I would say that the challenge is still in practice. Uh, a lot of organizations are still still in the stage where they haven't yet fully you know, implemented the things that they're saying, or right now, a lot of them are almost just stepping back from it because, you know, what's being said over and over is just budget and financial constraints and all that. But um, beyond that, I think the the main change that needs to happen is more of a cultural change and and more a change in mindset and how people view work. Uh, I think that is the shift that needs to happen. And sometimes when it comes to the way people think about work, 
work, it's actually not always a monetary issue. It's more of a mindset issue. And, you know, just how things play out, it, it often has to start from the top in terms of creating that cultural change. And that's why there's so many disconnects that are happening in the workplace right now. We have all these articles that are being written and many CEOs who have made statements about this, you know, especially Gen Zs are the most difficult to work with, or this generation is just, they don't want to work or all these comments that people are making. But at the end of the day, what I'm seeing is just that people are finally getting to the place where they want the work that they do to align with their values, to align with their lifestyles, to to not um, have to sacrifice their well-being for their work. And they're just asking, not necessarily for more, but they're just asking for what is necessary. And uh, for a long time, people haven't asked. People haven't really taken the step to say, this is what I need to be able to do my work well. And they've just kind of gone through the, the motions and often end up in burnout or whatever. And we're just seeing the cycle repeat itself. But we're at a point where people are saying, no, this is not right. And we want to see a change. So I think it is a like a pivotal time in the space of work generally and, and how we are as a society, how we are seeing, like how we view employees, how we view employers. And I'm hoping to see actual change. I, I do see some organizations where it's actually happening and that's very encouraging, but yeah, still a lot of work to do. Thanks again to Lisa Apia for speaking with me about the important role aligning with a company's values plays when it comes to talent attraction and retention, why your needs may change when you become a parent, and what corporate culture shifts she thinks need to happen. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation where we'll talk about even when some people might ask you about career gaps as a parent, there are creative ways you can go about addressing it. Check out Lisa and her work at weapply.ca. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me online and access your parent-friendly, entrepreneurship, flexible, and remote work with kids resources at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.